Hey everyone, you're tuned into InfoQuench with Jeff and Amy. Join us as we talk about anything and everything. All the stuff that makes life interesting. So let's get to it. Hey everybody and welcome to InfoQuench. I'm your host Jeff. And I'm Amy. And on this episode, we are going to be decoding body language. Decoding body language. Yes. It's a language that we all have. It is. In one way or another. If we have bodies, we have body language. Yeah, I guess those without bodies have no body language. Well, even facial uh, facial expressions, you know, are part of body language too. Absolutely. uh, (laughs) Something we never really think about, though, is is body language. You know, it's just sort of there with us. I think about it all the time. How come? I don't know. I find it fascinating. I think I've seen a lot of TED Talks on it, and I've heard people talk about, you know, when you're doing public speaking, the sorts Mm. of things you should and shouldn't do, and... Uh, yeah. I've... Before we get started, I know that I know there's one that is like uh, across the board uh, supposed to be translated as being like you know standoffish, isn't it? And it's like standing there with your arms folded, right? I know you're probably going to get to it, aren't you? You're we probably, are. We are. Yeah. That is one of the things we're that going is to talk one of the about. Things. But that that's the only real like you know aspect of body language that I feel is pretty much universal. Yeah, Everybody sort of feels that when That's a common does one it. that people often reference is the, you know, yeah. crossing the arms is, is giving us a message of being closed off. Yeah. Uh, before we get into the content for this episode, though, I just want to say, you know, thanks to everybody for listening and help spread the word. We've noticed a big jump in our yeah. downloads uh, in the new year and... And it's great. It's great to see. You know, we do this as a hobby podcast. Yeah, we literally walk around thinking we're superstars all day. <laughs> because of our downloads. No, it, thank you very much, everybody. Like, it, no, really, uh, we do it because you know we're husband and wife team, and we just love to you know we just love to to do this. It's our creative outlet, but it's so nice that people actually listen. I know the listening uh, is a bonus. Yeah, the, so the listening is a, is a bonus. We never really expected. Keep spreading the word, people, and uh, so many thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, also, I wanted to mention in the last episode, we talked a little bit about the alcohol experiment, and I wanted to share uh, an awesome mocktail recipe oh, that yeah. we came across. If, if you're doing dry January, or if it's just a or if you're night just dry where you're, all the time. Or you're dry all the time, or a night where you just want a mocktail, uh, this is a great way to get some veggies in, too. So it just uses V8. We are we love Caesars. Jeff yeah. and I are both big Caesars. You love lovers. them a little bit more than I did. Yes. Like when we did drink them. <laughs> yes. But we don't drink them anymore. See, I, I'm doing uh, like I I'm I'm doing the dry. Right. January I'm doing the full well. fledged alcohol experiment with the book by Annie Grace, but Jeff's uh, Jeff's on board for dry January too. Yeah. So the V8 mocktail is, uh, I guess, the uh, healthy twist on a Caesar. So instead of clamato juice, you use V8 mm-hmm. and just a tablespoon. It's super easy recipe: tablespoon of lemon juice and a tablespoon of Worcestershire sauce. Yeah, Worcestershire sauce. <laughs> And then however much Tabasco you like. And the, I find the lemon juice gives the, it, it sort of thins the V8 out a little bit. So yeah. it's a little bit more like Clamato. Do you and recommend you can, people do the salted top? Yes. Yeah, so I think the salted rim. The salted rim. Yeah. Is, uh, <laughs> I'm not really into that at all. I know. I, I know like. you're not. But I like it. And it makes it feel a little bit more mocktail-y. Yeah. So I just wanted to share that with our listeners. If that's up near and two plus, you get a couple servings of veggies in. So there's that. All right, into body language. Body language. So I did research on a, on a few different sites and articles and books and such to come up with this little compilation, and hopefully you'll find it interesting because I definitely did. 
according to Fremont College, uh, body language actually makes up 60% of how we communicate. So learning to read all of these nonverbal cues is yeah. a really valuable asset to have in your arsenal of assets i know that uh, you know investigators fbi officials and stuff they they study this stuff they they you know when they're interrogating people they're looking very closely at their body language to see which signals they're sending right so you know if nothing else maybe you'll take away from this episode how to fool the fbi during those interrogations how to fool the fbi uh you know poker players too yes huge thing having a tell i can't play poker but that if episode we watched, the thirty watch when, or thirty, 30 watch, thirty rock when he was he couldn't read uh, the page. Remember? Yes, that's yeah. right. Anyway, yes, definitely a big thing in poker. So, the first off, I wanted to reference something that you know when you're watching, and I I, I do this with you. If we're watching something funny on TV, mm-hmm. and I you know a stand up comedian or just a, I don't know rom com or something. I often, when I'm laughing, will look at you to see if you're laughing too. And this is actually a common tendency for people to do. So when people yeah. hear something funny in a group situation, they tend to look to the people that they feel closest to. So, you know, pay attention to that if you're in, you know, the Never next really time you're in a that, social yeah. setting. And if, if right. something funny comes up, sort of take a look at who's glancing at whom. And, yeah. and I think a lot of times, you know, we do that even in our own living room. If something funny comes on, you kind of like, does that person think it's funny too? It's funny though, because when we watch programs, you are the one who laughs out loud, but I'm more of an inward laugher, if that's such a thing. I, mean, I don't really laugh. You mean I'm, as I'm a non-laughing? I'm not a big bellower. I laugh inside. And sometimes I chuckle, but I, I'm as not. As long as you're not crying inside, I'm happy. No. No, I can't remember the last time I laughed so hard I cried. I laugh. I laugh Jeez. out. I'm incredibly. I make loud you laugh. Laugher. This is why I have to turn you're away from you. Crying almost every day. I know. Almost. You make me cry every, every day. day. I I have to turn away from the mic. I laugh so loud. I don't know what comes over <laughs> you, me, but you, it's like you did it last last. Uh, <laughs> it's like a possession podcast. Let's talk about eyes. Yeah, eyes. I think eyes are even more important now because we are all wearing masks. So we really need to look to the eyes to read people a bit. So the inability to make direct eye contact can indicate a lot of things. It can be boredom, disinterest, or even deceit. Especially uh, if someone looks away and to the side. What about shyness? And Well, so if somebody looks down, that'll often indicate that they're either nervous or submissive or shy. Mm-hmm. So the direction in which they look away definitely has uh, some indication of what their emotions will be. Oh. I know I, I can always, I get a little uneasy when people can't make eye contact. Me, me as well. Yeah, I do as well. It's, 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 a, it's an odd thing when somebody actually won't look you in the eye. But I mean, it's not necessarily a negative thing, though. It could just be like, you know. A roadblock someone has. Well, I take it personally. Yeah, you take it personally. I take everything personally. Yeah. No, but I think, you know, a good part of communication is is maintaining eye contact. Uh, You can also check for dilated pupils if you're close enough, but not during a pandemic. Don't get so close you can see people's pupils. Don't do that. But uh, if somebody is responding favorably toward you, their pupils actually dilate. So if they've got great big pupils... um, it means that they are probably liking whatever you're putting out there. Oh, wow. uh, it means that their cognitive effort is increasing and that they're really focused. So, Or they're on acid. <laughs> or they're on acid. <laughs> or they were just at the eye doctor and or had they, drops put in. Yeah. So there can be other things. Yeah. But this one, I know Jeff and I have noticed before, that CNN reporters blink 
Oh. Well, reporters in general, I guess, we just happen to watch a lot of CNN lately, but reporters in general blink an incredible amount. I don't know if they're, we, we often thought maybe it's just dry in the studio or there's lights shining on them, but even people out in the field are blinking like crazy. Yeah. So take notice of this. They don't all do it, but a lot of them do. I think it's just like a, a filler. Like, because usually when people are blinking a lot is when they're not saying anything. They're just waiting to talk. <laughs> you think so they're, they're like, trying what? to keep us interested by their blinking? Yeah, they're like, I'm going to do some freestyle blinking here. <laughs> <laughs> well, blinking rate actually increases when people are thinking more or when they're stressed. Yeah. So, well, that's probably what they're doing. They're probably thinking because they, they can't have like dead air, right? So they have to fill every single moment with something profound because they're on CNN. Just like us on our podcast. That's right. That's what we do. That's what I'm profound, doing right now. <laughs> profound thoughts every second coming at you. So they're, pro- they're constantly thinking. So they're, when they're thinking, they're blinking. I mean, thinking, I, think we, blinking. I, th- I think we all do it, really. Well, and it can also indicate lying, which I guess if you're thinking, you're probably thinking about your lie. Um and particularly if you're touching your face and also blinking and touching around your eyes or your mouth, which don't do again, <laughs> that's a great way to spread some viruses, but yeah. uh, that can also indicate lying. Um, this one I've noticed, particularly when people are, you know, in a situation where they want to leave. So glancing at something can suggest a desire for that thing. So obviously, you know, glancing at a person. Or like a know, cheeseburger. Or cheeseburger. But if someone glances at the door or the yeah. doorknob, you know, uh, that may indicate a desire to leave. Yeah. I, I think this one seems kind of obvious and maybe we just pick up on it intuitively. But, um, you know, it's just something. And if they have their actual hand on the doorknob, they're definitely looking to get out. They're looking to get out. Or yeah. if they've got their feet turned toward the door and they're like exiting, then they're or they don't to leave even the situation. really come in far from the door they just come in and visit and they just lean against the wall and i've been in situations like that though before where i've tried to send that subtle message like i'm done with the conversation i'm oh, making yeah. a move away people and, know it too people, well some people don't pick up on it yeah but mostly but mostly even if they don't want to agree that they're seeing it like people know that that's what that's what people are putting down i think okay i think uh, if you're looking upward and to the right during conversation it can indicate a lie is being told and to the left means the person's telling the truth i'm like is that my left or their left but but this is just i guess all relative the idea is that if people look up to the right they're using their imagination to concoct a story and if they're looking to the left they're using the left side of their brain and recalling an actual memory so then that would be telling the truth so it's it, another interesting thing would be like if someone's telling a story and they're leaning right into you as they're telling the story, they, they're they really engaged in telling the story. They want you to hear the story. Right. So I imagine that happens quite a lot. You know, and then if you if you are on the receiving end and you're listening to the story, if you're like all sprawled back and like looking at the ceiling, you're not interested, right? Or you're yawning yes. or whatever. But if you're leaning in as well, do you notice that? That happens a lot during parties where people are like, you know, having a few drinks and they're just telling a story and everybody's, well, for me, usually it's because I'm, I can't hear what anybody's saying. Well, yes, I was going to say in a loud environment, usually leaning in just so you can hear whatever they're saying. But, but that's, that's an interesting aspect of body language as well is 
where your body is actually positioned when you're speaking, you know? Oh, definitely. I mean, you see that in meetings or yeah. interviews, you know, when people are, if they're actually very interested in what's being said, they're, they're going to lean in and show that interest. I think a lot of, as we go through this sort of picture, the people doing it and I, I know, I know that's what I'm like, doing too. Yeah. If you're sort of, you know, if you ask somebody to say, you know, where were you yesterday or what, what's on the grocery list, people do often look up and sort of start to think. And, yeah. You know, uh, let me think. And try to yeah. come up with the, why though is that because the brain is upstairs you never know (laughs) (laughs) i keep my brain upstairs (laughs) you never know it's funny though too i just wanted to say before you go into the next thing is that it's it's funny too because uh uh what was i gonna say uh, I forget. <laughs> you sure, got me to do I, something. I'm sure and then it was I really forgot. funny. What I got you to do was to hit a key on the keyboard so I knew how long I've been talking. Yeah. Um, oh, I remember now. So people who talk with their hands, say you're in a, like a board meeting and you're talking with your hands and you're going nuts and like, you know, you're pointing, you're like, blah, 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 you know. Heavy gestures. Yeah. Like pound this, on the table. It, are those more imaginative people? Like, are they more imaginative and with like finding their words, or are they less? Are they less uh, imaginative in doing that? I don't know. I feel like that's just really a personal style. I think yeah. that they're. I think in public speaking, they'll often uh, people who do a lot of public speaking or or presentations, they just get used to doing gestures because it does make the presentation a little more interesting to have the visual stimulation along with your words. And then maybe that carries over into day-to-day. I'm not 100% sure. I'm I'm very much a gesturing type of person. I think we all are, honestly, and and we're very unaware of it. That's the thing. Like, Dexter isn't. When you're doing, <laughs> serial killers tend to keep their keep their arms down by their sides. Oh, is that you ever right? Heard, you ever heard that? That's I've never heard that. If you ever see somebody walking and they're not really swinging their arms, and they're just just picture it. It's kind of serial killer like. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm picturing it. Yeah. <laughs> that's not on my list. That's it's just true. a personal. What's next uh, on your list? Personal observation. We're going to talk about the mouth. Oh, okay. Even though that is covered by a mask in a lot of cases now. But if you're in a Zoom meeting, you can definitely see the mouth. Um, or a Zoom party. It doesn't have to be a meeting. Just be partying it up on a Saturday night with friends safely. Uh, smiling is an important non-verbal cue. So there's lots of different types of smiles. Some are genuine. Some are fake. So a genuine smile tends to engage your whole face. Whereas the fake smile tends to only use your mouth. So I think about like... I'm smiling. But then I think about smizing for selfies where people try to keep, you know, smile only with their eyes and keep yeah. their mouth in their duck lip pad. Well, I was just going to say, where does duck lips come into all this? <laughs> I, just, I don't have it on the list. They're you just, didn't do any research for, the, for this, did you? It's the pure aesthetics of the duck lips. <laughs> um, so obviously a genuine smile means somebody is actually enjoying your company, whereas the fake smile is they're trying to convey pleasure or approval, but they actually don't feel that way at all. They're liars. Then there's the half smile. So this is when you have like only engages like one side of your mouth. And this can indicate sarcasm or uncertainty. Uh-huh. I think about all of the emoticons too with the smiley faces. Yeah. And there's definitely that the half smile one. Has the old been, half smile. Like what you're saying only, is half funny. It's like, I don't know if I should fully smile or not. It really took a long time for them to up the emoticon game. It used to be just smile, frown. And then I think the flat and maybe the the wow the face or the wasn't there the devil guy? Maybe yeah, there was red the devil. face. But it took a long horns. time for them to come up with like the sad and the laughing so hard I'm crying. Yeah, um, yeah. 
that seems like very basic programming. So that would be they like should have had that available to us a long technological time ago. body language. It is. You're right. Um, but pretty obvious, I guess, what people are trying to imply with those. I always do the winky thing so people don't... Because I'll say something sarcastic and I'm like, I don't know how people is going to... How, how this person's going to take this. So I better just do a wink. So you know that I'm just kidding. I know. That's always the savior. I do that savior. all the time. Anyway. <laughs> You're a bleep, winky face. Yeah. All undone. I'm I really speak. hate you, winky face. <laughs> um, tight pursed lips can indicate displeasure. I think of like a... I don't know what I... Like that? Yes. Yeah. You can't see Jeff, but he is pursing his lips and he looks displeased. We'll do a little, we'll do a thing on our Instagram of me doing it. There you go. Kind of looks like you just ate a lemon. Yeah. Um, but of course, if you're relaxed in your mouth, <laughs> if you're relaxed in your mouth, <laughs> what? You also are relaxed in your body. <laughs> yes. Um, covering your mouth or touching your lips with your hands or fingers when speaking can indicate you're lying. Really? Or also that you just ate garlic and you're worried that you have stinky breath. Well, I decided that. Um, or that you also have bad COVID prevention skills because you're touching your mouth. Yeah. Drink holding. If you are at a gathering and you're holding your drink lower, like by your hips, it tends to exude more confidence and you're more open and approachable. But people who are a little more shy will tend to sort of clutch their drink up by their chest. Hmm. Never really thought of that one. I know. I'm trying to think of what it is that I do. Do you know? You've seen me have a drink in my hand a lot. What do I do? I don't know. Well, I think it's lower. I think women just clutch it by their chest to make sure they can see and make sure they're not getting roofied. Yeah. So, okay. I don't know about that one. Okay. Um, pay attention to proximity. So, if someone stands or sits next to you, uh, obviously they tend to think of you more favorably. And uh, and if you just look at who's sitting next to whom, then, yeah, that's definitely where the rapport is. Um, on the other hand, sometimes people will back away uh, as you move closer. Sometimes people are just really close talkers. Yeah. There's a Seinfeld we, episode on we that. We know some close talkers. Right. And some, sometimes you just back away, not because you don't like people, but because they're just in your personal space. Yeah. And a personal space now is much larger than it used to here's be. A, here's a good question, though. Here's a good question. And it does relate to body language. How do you tell someone that you're not happy that they're a close talker? I don't like, know. How that do doesn't you relate. Do that? that's, that's, a whole, that's a whole different episode. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll do a whole episode on that then. Yeah, how to have difficult conversations. How to have difficult conversations. <laughs> Back up. Um, I guess with all of that in terms of proximity, keep in mind that there are some cultural differences, even with, I guess, any of this body language. So oh, yeah. there are different cultures that just, you know, have they're more socially distanced for, for cultural reasons and not because, uh, you know, they don't like you. Mm-hmm. This is one I was aware of, um, and I often watch this, is mirroring. So if somebody is mimicking your body language, doing the same thing you're doing, uh, it does tend to say that they they like you or they want to develop that rapport. So it's kind of a trick to do if you, say if you're sitting at a table and you see someone rest an elbow on the table, um, you can wait 10 seconds to see if anybody else at the table does the same thing, because that can sometimes just indicate that they're trying to establish a rapport so little silent game of silence uh of uh simon says yeah kind of thing it's almost a little creepy though if people do it excessively or charlie yeah so next time if you're in a in a a large meeting or at a conference or something like that just 
glance around at the tables and try to pick up on some of that body language. And if you think someone's trying to mirror you, just change your body posture really quickly and see if the other person does the same thing. That's a good point. Just, yeah. just start doing some really crazy things. Fun little game. Head movement. The speed uh, at which someone nods their heads when, head when you're speaking can indicate their patience or lack thereof. So slow nodding means that they're interested in what you're saying and they want you to keep talking. But the fast nodding is like they're trying to rush you along. It's like they've heard enough and they want you to finish, wrap it up. If you think about that, it's like a... I don't know if I agree with that because it seems like sometimes when you get like some quick nodding when you're telling a story, it's like it very it's, it, it, it it means that pe- the person's engaged and they're like yeah okay cool like that's I can see that I can, okay I'm following I'm following you yeah what's what's you know maybe they are like speeding you up a bit but they're definitely engaged I would say I guess maybe. if the topic of conversation you, you have to take that into consideration so if it's an exciting topic then yeah mm. people probably will be shaking their head or nodding their head a little bit more but if they're kind of going yeah 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 oh know. I can't stand that yeah no <laughs> yeah 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 okay get to the next yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 they could be trying to rush you along if they're tilting their head sideways it can also be a sign of interest but if it if they tilt their head backward it can mean that they're a bit suspicious or uncertain or about to laugh or sneeze or sneeze back away back but no away. but if, if you think about when somebody does that it's if you give them i don't know if you spout out a fact or tell a brief you know anecdote when they kind of look back a little bit and tilt their head backward it it does send the message that they may not really be believing fully what you just told them. Interesting. I would never have thought that. I notice it because I lie to people all the time. Yeah, So yeah. I see this head tilt. Yeah, you're, you are quite a liar. I know. Everything you're saying, actually all these are lies. None of these <laughs> are true. Let's talk about feet. 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 Um, feet. Why it's important to talk about feet is yeah. because this is where a lot of people leak uh, their important nonverbal cues. A lot of people are aware that they need to control their facial expressions, do that fake smile or even, you know, the whole idea of crossing your arms and that sort of thing. But they don't always pay attention to what their feet may be revealing. No. So if somebody is standing or sitting, they'll generally point their feet in the direction they want to go. So this kind of, you know, when we're talking about people wanting to leave. That's a big, big piece of it. But also if you're sort of standing in a circle, people will tend to point their feet toward the people that they're most interested in that they're most connected to most connected to so it's interesting sort of got, if... they've got like a slight turn towards the people they're gonna feel... have to uh, pay attention to some of these things because i've been in these situations before but never really paid attention to people's feet charlie's got a lot to say in this episode charlie yeah he's he's, he's quite vocal he's our cat and mm-hmm. he's getting older, Come and with here. age comes a lot more Yeah, vocals. he's got a hyperthyroid now, uh, yeah, which I is know. not it's, fun. It's not. Medication twice a, a day. Medication twice a day, yeah. Cat life. Um, all right. So ladders.com had a, a really interesting article around on uh, body language and specifically around the idea of negotiation. So they referenced this. There's a, a book called How to Read a Person Like a Book. Oh. oh, and the author said that the number of times settlements were reached increased greatly when both of the negotiators had uncrossed legs. In fact, they found out of they looked at two thousand videotape transactions. Not one resulted in a settlement when even one of the negotiators had his or her legs crossed. Wow! 
So I guess even even in the casual cross, like even yeah, <laughs> man spreading, I guess, is, says you're more open to yeah. negotiation. I don't know because there's two different ways to cross your legs when you're sitting, right? There's that delicate one, and then there's the other one that's almost like a triangle. <laughs> the delicate one, you know, like <laughs> the delicate one where you kind of just like. You know, you put it over your knee, you put your other leg over your knee, and you just let it right. dang, dangle. Or the, or the one where your foot is sort of on your opposite knee. I yeah. think that's just a matter of what people can actually do with their legs. Some people just feel more comfortable in one position or the other. But the idea is that if you have your legs crossed in any way, you're not as open to negotiation as if you, uh, if you have them uncrossed. So if you are negotiating something important, don't cross your legs. Um, but next. don't, don't mansplain. Don't, don't, don't. Yeah, the manspreading is just obnoxious. Yeah. Watch for hand signals. Uh, you know, whether people are putting their hands in their pocket or, uh, you know, in their putting their hands on their head <laughs> can indicate nervousness or outright lies. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes people are just, you know, making gestures in, in certain direction and they may unconsciously be gesturing towards people that they uh, are more interested in. This next one, I kind of think about kids in, in class. If they're supporting their head with, uh, with their hand and they're resting one elbow on the table, yep. then it can kind of uh, indicate that they're maybe a little bit disinterested. But if they've got both elbows on the table and both hands supporting their head, it can mean that they're very interested in what's being said. Hmm. I don't see a lot of adults doing that type of position, but I think kids in class, if you sort of think about them just resting their head, it's almost like they're half asleep, but if they have both elbows hmm. on the table. Wouldn't you say, though, that if they had no elbows on the table, they would be very interested? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but this section was all about the elbows. <laughs> all right. What if they had 10 elbows on the table? Um, they're about to fall asleep? Palms down indicates a gesture of power, whereas palms up, are more of a, a being open or submissive. Again, yeah, it's more with welcoming. TED, with TED Talks or if you're watching your TED, next TED Talk or public presentation, a lot of times public speakers consciously do that. Where if you think of like dictators and things like that, they tend to have their palms fists. down. Well, then there's the fists. Um, are, are there TED Talks on body language? Did you check that out? Did you look to see if there was? Oh, yeah. There's a ton of TED Talks on, 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 all body, kind, language? on oh. body language and all kinds of things. So if you don't get enough from our episode, Google them up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Crossed arms definitely can indicate, you know, being blocked off. It can also just be anxiety um, or, or, you know, vulnerability. Cold. So people Sometimes people do it because they're That's cold. definitely right. So with any of these, sort of think about the environment because they could absolutely just be cold. Mm-hmm. Um so don't always take things to be, you know, sort of look at the overall context of what these uh, gestures or body yeah. language cues may be, uh, you know, involved in. So if somebody's genuinely laughing and smiling, but they have their hands in their pockets, then that probably doesn't mean, you know, that before they're not you did all the research happy. for this podcast, did you pay attention to body language much? Did you? I did. We sort of started out the episode with that question. Oh, okay. <laughs> What was the answer? Shows how much the I answer was that you weren't paying attention. You, you were showing disinterest in my not, answer. I was not. Did you notice no, my I arms don't. were crossed and my legs were crossed? <laughs> Everything was crossed. <clears throat> uh, so, yeah, ignoring context. <laughs> yeah, The answer was from the beginning of the episode. I know I definitely do pay attention to body language. I think it's a, an important part of any interaction and communication. Um, okay. 
Also consider someone's uh, baseline behavior. If somebody's always jumpy and high energy, then that's probably not an indication of anything more than their personality type. Yeah. Um, but if they suddenly slow down, then pay attention. There may be something going on there. Um, you know, one of the things that I guess are sort of the cluster of cues that you should be looking are, are sort of the hand touching, face touching, crossing arms, leaning away. Those are all things that let you know how people feel about you mm-hmm. and who you should trust and who you should not. The overall like placement of your entire body when you talk to somebody too, right? I mean, we know we covered that a little bit, but like, you know, whether or not your face, you're, you're straight on somebody when they're talk when you're talking or you're, like you said, we, we tend to like veer towards the way in which we want to escape from that person talking. Well, even posture, you know, shoulders back means Mm -hmm. that people are usually more confident. Uh, when they're a little bit hunched over, it can mean that they're, they're shy or lack, lack confidence or uncomfortable. And even how somebody walks, you know, there are people who walk, yeah. uh, purposely with purposefulness and, you know, they're just high intensity walkers. Again, that can show that they are, you know, a little bit more engaged, a little more confident. Um, yeah. So I, kinda, you have to take all of these into, you know, to get the, the entire picture, but I found it interesting. I think there's some tells that, oh, yeah. you know, that hopefully were enlightening for our listeners and, uh. The takeaway is that, you know, all the clues are far from perfect, particularly in the time of uh, us all wearing masks, but, uh, you know, being masked up, uh, can, but so pay attention to the eyes and, uh, and wear your mask. Wear your masks, people. Can't say that enough. Yes. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time on InfoQuench Podcast. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can catch up on past episodes at infoquench.com. Or just about anywhere else you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And help spread the word about InfoQuench. Till Til next, next time. time.